find yourself becoming a little more cynical every year? I must say, I find it hard to resist at times. I've got to thank uh, a person called Kerry Newoff, who does a fantastic podcast that really fires me up on really interesting topics at times. This is another one of his. It's uh, Kerry Newoff, C-A-R-E-Y-N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. You might want to Google him. He's great. He talks about cynicism. Yes, do you find yourself becoming a little more cynical? I think I do at times. Hardly anyone really decides to be cynical. You just kind of end up there. I wonder how that happens. How does a heart grow hard and the openness to the world kind of switch off? How do you end up trusting no one? How does hope die? Cynicism grows in the heart of far too many people I know. It impacts how you go about your work, but also how you go about everything else. Growing cynicism will tear at the fabric of your marriage, your relationships, with your kids, your mates, your acquaintances. I mean, do you like being around a really cynical, snide kind of person? Not much fun. If you find yourself gradually growing more cynical, well, you wouldn't be alone, would you? Life can just breed that temptation to be cynical. Here are six ways. The trick is to know how cynicism gets planted in you and what conditions it grows in you. How can you nip it in the bud? Maybe even kill it at its roots. Well, if you know some things about cynicism, maybe you can. Number one reason, you just know too much. The more you live, and especially if you take any responsibility in work or life and end up in some kind of leading team or role somewhere, well, the more you you just know. And the more you know makes it really easier to grow cynical. I guess this shouldn't surprise us at all. Old King Solomon of the Bible said it 3,000 years ago. The wisest man in his day had to battle cynicism at a very deep level. He makes the link between knowledge and sorrow really clear. He says, For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. And there it is. Think of all you've seen. The heartbreak, the loss, the betrayals, the politics, the people you believed in who kept letting you down. You know too much. You've seen too much. And not knowing how to handle what you've seen and what you know creates an incubator for cynicism to sprout and grow in you. Number two, you haven't grieved your losses. Life, and especially leadership in any setting, does have its wins and losses. Most people, including myself, seem to hardly notice the wins, but feel every loss. I wonder whether we ever really grieve those losses every time someone leaves and lets you down, every time someone betrays you, every time someone leaves your zone, your area, your family, your work, it's a real loss. Every time you can't do what you hoped you could do, it's a loss. Most of us just kind of stuff the losses in a backpack we carry around, pretending they don't really matter, that they really have no effect on us, and that weight doesn't really weigh us down every day. Well, maybe it would be wiser to not stuff loss in a backpack, but pause when we lose. And grieve what has been lost, in whatever way that fits us. For some that might be taking some leave, even for a day. For others that might be chatting to a friend about the loss. For others that might be writing something down about the loss. 
words to yourself. Maybe a poem, a song, whatever. Sure, some people might say, what's wrong with that guy? What's wrong with that girl? Why can't he or she just get back to work? Well, too bad. Let them say what they want to say, they'll get over it. You might get over the loss, and you might avoid giving cynicism room to grow in you as well. Number three, you haven't dealt with your issues. In addition to the losses you experience in life, and in leadership particularly, we all bring baggage with us from the past. And you can run away from dealing with all that stuff for years. We all do that in some ways, I guess. I know I do. After all, you have a life, you have a job, maybe. You have people in your life. Surely I don't have issues. No, actually, everybody else does, not me. They're the ones who need counselling, never me. How wrong that attitude is and how unhelpful. We all have a backpack of baggage we carry around. Those unresolved issues and losses impact how you travel. In work, marriage, family, life in general. I am thankful I was prodded by good friends and mentors to get some wise counsel at various critical times over the journey. And I'm not scared of doing that anymore. It's quite a relief and a real help. Number four, you've projected past failures onto new situations. When you don't deal with your issues or grieve your losses, you end up projecting past failures, experiences, onto new experiences, new situations. Here's how. Cynicism looks at a new team member and says, I'll bet it's just a matter of time until he really messes it up. Cynicism looks at a new class of year nine students, teenagers, and says, no, they're just like the kids who drove me bonkers last year. Cynicism says the newly married couple... Uh, says about them, I wonder how long until their happy little boat hits the rocks. Cynicism sees the new group of or business run by really keen people and says, ah, it'll just be a matter of time until they go under as well. I guess if we want to fight cynicism growing in us, it'll be really wise to try and stop projecting past experiences, past failures, disappointments, yours or other people's, onto new situations. Number five, you've decided to stop trusting. As soon as cynicism sprouts and grows tall in you, you just stop trusting. Why is that so? Because the next person is just like the last person. There's no room for possibilities. You've decided those kind of people can't be trusted. Or worse, people in general just can't be trusted. Not a great way to live. What kind of person do you become with that kind of heart? What is the future for you when you're like that? Seems wise if you want to kick cynicism in the teeth today. You'll have to try trusting again eventually. Maybe small at first and then larger in the long run. In that way you don't pull out the weeds of cynicism as much as grow the seeds of hope again in you. And number six, you've lost your curiosity. I think an incredibly effective long-term antidote to cynicism is curiosity. Have you noticed that the curious are never cynical? I've met people in their 80s who are still curious, and it's an absolute delight to be with them. The curious are always interested, always open to new possibilities, always thinking, always hopeful. Because cynicism tends to creep up with age, you'll notice there are, sadly, a lot of really cynical older people. But as I said... There's plenty who aren't. There are some people, even really old people, who are just never the cynical, always the curious. Well, I'd like to be like that if I make it to 80. 
still learning, still open, still hopeful, still passionate about the next generation, still optimistic. And it's not just vague, blind optimism, but people-focused, daily openness, listening, learning, and letting the future take care of itself because you can't control that anyway. So it's a real optimism, not, not a fake, positive-thinking one. I wonder whether you could identify the last time you were honestly curious about anything. And maybe it's time to pursue that curiosity. And maybe as you do, cynicism will wither and die in you a bit more. And life will be fuller and more enjoyable again. I hope so.